Hey, in the upcoming weeks, we're hoping to get some listener mail to share some of your advice, embarrassing stories from the classroom, or even answer questions you might have for us. So send us your questions or comments at our email address, schooldiapodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? We might read your note on the air. You could be podcast famous. Thanks. We can't wait to hear from you. Hello, and welcome to our fifth recess episode of Schoolja. I'm Clint. And I'm Chad. These recess episodes are short and fun, peeks into the nonsense that sometimes happens in public education. We make them just to give you a break from the serious parts of teaching and focus instead on the fun. Last recess, we talked about field trips we went on as kids. Clint talked about being scared of owls and caves in Bend, Oregon. And Chad talked about his excitement for hostess ding-dongs and the strange college students who ate his food scraps during a college visitation field trip. Field trips are the highlight of most kids' years, especially in elementary school. It's what I look forward to all year long. Zoos, museums, concerts, you name it. If it was outside of the school building, I was counting down the days. Me too. But it is a little different on the teacher side. True. They're still a lot of fun. But they are also a lot of work. Permission slips, transportation, itineraries, chaperones, the list of responsibilities goes on and on. Exactly. So we're going to share a couple of our favorite field trip stories, but this time from the adult's point of view. All right, Chad, tell us a story. As you know, Clint, when you and I were teaching together, I had the chance to teach a really cool class. It was called Human Performance. And really what we did in the class is we got a chance. It was an elective class, so there was a lot of flexibility with what we did. But we really got a chance to to learn about kind of a lot of principles of exercise science. And we talked about nutrition for athletes and, and athletic training and dealing with injuries. And it was a really fun class for me to teach because it's something I'm really passionate about. And it's also something that kids didn't always have the chance to, to learn about in school. So one year, the Body Worlds exhibit, are you familiar with what uh, what that is? Oh, yeah. I've been to the Body Worlds exhibit. It's, it's also featured in Casino Royale, the James Bond movie. It is at the very beginning of Casino Royale where he gets the poker chip. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was in Portland at the time at the, uh, OMSI in Portland, which stands for the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. It was a perfect opportunity for me to, to take my students to see this exhibit. Because if you're not familiar with Body Worlds, um, they use this technique called plastination. So what they do is they take these bodies, and I, I don't know all the details but obviously they don't have skin on them and they essentially preserve them in a in a way that I would guess it's like exactly what a body would look like without skin on it and then they pose them in action poses and things like that and and for some of you that are listening to this and have never heard of this you might be kind of thinking like oh my gosh that sounds horrible but it really is very artistic and and um, if you are into kind of the human body and stuff it's an awesome opportunity the kids were amazing Um, I probably took about 20 kids and a couple parents and it was like we said in the intro it was a hassle getting everything together as a high school math teacher I don't really go on a lot of field trips so it was a really cool opportunity for me to get it to take kids to something that I thought was going to be really beneficial the funny thing about it and you've been to OMSI many times is they have their special feature but then they also have their staples so they have one part of the museum which is kind of a bunch of stuff to play with hands-on building and experimenting and stuff and so we had about three hours at the museum and the kids were great with the body worlds but they absolutely loved the rest of it and it was super fun to just see them kind of be kids again and you know making paper airplanes and bottle rockets out of uh two liter pop bottles and water and and just getting to see them just play and have fun was really cool and uh and that was a neat opportunity for me but one of the things about getting to do field trips is and I'm I'm sure you can relate to this too is just kind of getting to hang out with your kids in a different 
environment, even just the bus ride or seeing them out. You know, we went out to lunch and getting to sit down at a restaurant with uh, with a group of your students and talk over a meal. Uh, you don't get that opportunity very often in school. It's it's definitely a different setting. And um, that was a ton of fun for me. And, you know, a lot of these kids are getting ready to head off for college in a year and they had kind of some some plans and and it was fun to be able to talk about those things. So I think more than anything, that was probably the most rewarding part of that field trip for me, which I'm sure teachers get that opportunity all the time who who do more field trips. But I loved that piece of it. Anyway, that was definitely, as a teacher, that was one of my most uh, memorable field trips that I've been on. And it was a ton of fun. It sounds like you had the kind of unique experience of getting to spend time with your kids where they are behaving like children, but then also you get within the same time frame, you get to talk to them as if they're adults about their future plans and those kinds of things, which is a, it's a fun dichotomy to get to get to play with. It was one of those days where as I'm driving home after we drop all the kids off and I'm driving home, I was just like, man, I love being a teacher. (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah, totally worth it. Totally worth it. I've had the opportunity to do quite a few field trips, but I'm going to talk about a field trip that was mm, somewhat less successful uh, for my my story. Awesome. Back in 2007, I was teaching seniors and we read the great Norse epic of Beowulf. Have you heard of Beowulf? I've heard of it. I have never read it. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. I don't hate you. I just wanted to make sure you had a frame of reference that it's a story about a guy who uh, is a very powerful warrior and he fights monsters. That's, that's all you need to know. Wait wait a minute. Well, hold on. This is not about Scott Bale and his wolf? No, it's not about Scott Bale. Charles isn't in charge of this one. Oh. So anyway, we were reading this book, and we saw that an animated movie was going to be coming out about it. And not like a kid's movie, but just, just animated. So the kids, my students, got really excited, and they were like, Mr. Hill, Mr. Hill, can we please go see that movie? And I said, yeah, let's see if we can. And then we found out that it was filmed in 3D. And this was two years before the movie Avatar came out, which really blew a lot of people away with what 3D could do. And almost none of my kids had seen a 3D movie before in their lives. I went and petitioned our principal, is it okay if we go and we watch this 3D movie? And I had to talk to him about it and really convince him because the only place that showed 3D movies was in Portland. Like we were going to have to drive two hours away to get to Portland to go and watch it. And it took a long time, but I convinced him that this was a cultural experience. Please let us do this. And finally he said, okay, you can do it. So we got all the paperwork together and we booked the tickets. And then the week of the trip arrived and it happened to be the same week that the humongous 130 plus mile an hour windstorm swept through Astoria. It knocked out power and phone and internet services for the town for an entire week. And that meant we were, of course, out of school. When we returned, my principal asked me about it. I said, well, you know, we had a storm. We we missed it. And he said, no, you should go. You should still take them. Why take away their experience just because of the weather? What a good guy. Thank you, Mr. Lockett. Larry, if you're listening, thank you very much. You're the best, Larry. We figured out everything that we need to do, and we went down and we watched it. We got to Portland. And we went into the theater. It was just our school, just our seniors in the theater. So that's like 150 kids of just us. We sat down, and from the very opening frames of this movie, it was just terrible. Like, it was awful. (laughs) The animation was super bad. Everybody had these creepy dead doll's eyes instead of looking lifelike. So that was bad. The acting was really bad. The writers changed the story in really ridiculous ways. And it was just all around terrible. But that wasn't really the worst part. Like, 
I could have dealt with a, a bad quality movie. Uh-huh. In the story, Beowulf chooses to fight a monster with no weapons or armor so that he can show how tough he is. Okay. In the movie, he fights with no clothes on. <laughs> because reasons? I don't know why he did it. So I'm sitting amongst my honors kids, mm-hmm. and I don't know if how how accurate this is for the rest of the world but most of the ap students uh, in astoria high school were they tended to be female so i'm sitting amongst a whole bunch of girls while this animated naked man goes prancing about and fighting this monster and the whole time i'm like cringing away from the screen and audibly saying out loud to myself thank you sword thank you candlestick every time Beowulf's manhood was miraculously <laughs> blocked for my 3D view. Like, I didn't want to see 3D animated, you know. You also have a thing where you talk a lot when you get nervous or uncomfortable. That's true. Someday we will have to talk about you and I going through the haunted house together <laughs> in the dark. But that's for a to- we'll do that in we'll do that in October when we get closer to Halloween. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Oh, I'm cutting that out. Yeah. I re- I also distinctly remember one of the students sitting next to me as naked Beowulf jumps onto the back of this monster and starts punching it in the back <laughs> of its head. And this monster is like kind of slimy and gross. And the whole time the girl was like, ew, his thing is touching it. (laughs) And that made me laugh really hard. When the movie was over, like the whole bus ride home, every kid in the whole bus was like, well, that was stupid. Uh. When we got home, the principal asked me how the movie was and I had to tell him. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he just laughed at me. But I felt really humiliated. But the the funny thing is now looking back on it, my kids appreciated the thousand-year-old story so much more because they saw how crappy a bad version was, and they were like, oh, that's not how it should have happened. Our, our story was better, and the thing that, I, that we read was way cooler than that. And so I guess in a way it made them appreciate the literature more. Well, it sounds like there's a little bit of silver lining, but definitely sometimes field trips can go pretty bad. Yeah. Ugh, blah. Well, hey, that's a wrap for this recess episode. Tell us about your favorite childhood field trip at Facebook or Twitter at School Japod or at our new website, schooljapod.com. We'll be back on your feeds Monday talking about cheating, the times we've seen it, and how to deal with it. Thanks again to my wife, Nikki, for her fantastic intro and outro music and Corey Logan for the wonderful cover art. If you like what we do, please consider giving us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the show, and who knows, you might win our raffle for free School Just Swag. Raffle details found at schooldiapod.com slash swag. Thanks for listening. See you next week.